At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening. It is The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proxton. With me tonight is Jacob Green with Nathan McCow. <laughs> How close did I get it, Nathan? Way off, my friend. Oh, damn it. I had it all, all set in my mind. Um, Nathan, what is your second name? Michaud. Michaud. Uh, Jacob Green with Nathan Michaud. Hello, gentlemen. How's it going? Hey, my, na- my last name's easy, so thanks for having me back. <laughs> Thank you for coming back in, Jacob. I really appreciate you uh, yes. you moseying on into the studio. Um, we always like to kick it off with a song, so what have you two got for us? Cool. Uh, this is kind of one I'd normally do as a one-man band, but I figured might as well do a version with Nathan tonight since he's here. Uh, this is on my uh, resonator slide guitar. This is called When Peace Comes Back Around. So. Come back around, trust is gonna shake this ground. Break up this oligarchy, wake up this entire country. When justice makes its round, trust is gonna make that sound. Sound of our dying fathers, victims of old mongers, return to the deepest roots. When we seek the truth, much thicker smoke screen. No justice, no peace. All need some salvation, but for some for a nation. That day is coming soon when we shall all bloom and peace come back around. So much fear being pushed and released We can't see clear through this filter or screen It shapes our thoughts, our views and beliefs We must break free and get back to peace When we can take a stand, take back this sacred land We'll see who's a true believer, true frequency receiver We can't have strength in numbers when we keep looking under The ground in concrete, roots will break through the street Respect to all the natives, souls of ancient True belief in equality, free for all and all free With so much misinformation Generations to fix this broken system, but must have hope and wisdom when peace come back around. With so much fear being pushed and released 
We must break free, get back to peace. It shapes our thoughts, our views, and beliefs. We must break free and get back to peace. When peace comes back around, when peace comes back around, when peace comes back around, when peace comes back around. Jacob Green and Nathan Michelle there with Peace Comes Back Around. Um, so, Jacob, as you said, you usually kind of perform as a, as a solo artist. You're in here with Nathan tonight. Um, yeah, what's the relationship between you two? Uh, so, yeah, predominantly a one-man band like I was last time I was here. But, uh, you know, back when we performed live more, we would perform about half the shows as a duo as well. Let me catch my breath. <laughs> Quite a little workout. And uh, any, like, bigger events, bigger shows, especially, like, outdoor events, we uh, play as a full band. You know, we have a bass, a drummer, me and Nathan, lead guitar, and occasionally we'll have a violin player who joins in us as well, so. I see. And and, um, and in that instance, you're Jacob Green and Friends? Is that the that uh, I guess, yeah, we're kind of just going by Jacob Green Band or, yeah. or a duo. We just, like, tonight we just list both of our names. Got it. Nathan actually does his own kind of like solo uh, yeah, experimental rock yeah. loop thing. Yeah, Nathan, want to tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, uh, I am a blues player of sort, but I'm definitely more modern. Mm-hmm. And I'm currently working on a side project, Reinventation. Pandemic's been great. Yeah. <laughs> for, for that end. And going on a more adult contemporary, but organic with electronic both together. Okay, a little bit Sylvanesso-y? Pink Floyd-ish. Bit more Pink Floyd. Floyd. Yeah, <laughs> in a different level. Almost okay, like uh, meets, uh, I would say like Floyd meets Cohen sort of yeah. thing. Like the later okay. Cohen, if you know what I mean. Like the. I got you. Um, I, he always brings like that good uh, lead that I always feel is lacking when I'm, you know, doing something. It's a little more simple, I suppose, so. And Jacob, how's the how's the pandemic been for you? I mean, you've you've come out of the album in this time, so it must yeah. have been pretty decently creative. Yeah, you know, it was quite a transition because, like, I literally was going from like, you know, music was my only job, so I was playing like 130, 150 shows a year for like seven, eight years. So, at first, you know, it's kind of a huge change in your life. But what I realized, I really got back to what I love doing, was just like recording and creating and working on things and that's kind of how it all started so in a sense maybe all these years later i'm that much better at like editing mixing and recording from my home studio so yeah really uh the album i just put out no end in sight it's um man i've I've probably been working on it since at least uh late march or early april of 2020 so right when the lockdown hit and it's just like a consistent constantly recording and i mean there's uh there's 13 songs i would say probably 20 songs were recorded for it so do you have uh, your own studio uh yeah i um so basically uh the summer of 2019 i recorded uh in two different studios with a drummer so i recorded like 30 different drum tracks so i had all the drums recorded at a professional studio so then at my home studio i could just take my time you know, re-recording vocals, doing guitar parts, uh, do most of my bass lines, 
And actually, this one, I, I do a good amount of uh, lead myself with the electric guitar. But then I also have people like Nathan. Uh, he only lives about 20 minutes from me, so yeah. he recorded a lot of stuff in my home studio. Um, I had a guy out in Boulder, Colorado. He was, like, working in a studio, and he's incredible a uh, key player. So he plays, like, piano and organ. So I was just fortunate, like, synced up. He was, like, looking for something to do, too, when he was, you know, locked down and he got on three songs from Colorado, and uh, I got a really awesome uh, background vocalist, uh, Nina Peligra. She's out of Boston, and she was from her home studio, too. So I think people are really, uh, if you didn't have a home studio before, before the <laughs> pandemic, yeah. you might have one now. And if you weren't good at it before, maybe you've kind of honed your skills a little. So, Yeah, I've certainly heard that from a few people who either decided to take the plunge and shell out a bunch of bunch of cash or uh or yeah got got a lot more proficient at, at mixing and mastering their own their own music yeah. um i'd be interested to see what happens to these home studios post covid I, I feel like there's an opportunity there to get cheaper studio yeah. space for upcoming musicians absolutely and there's just so much you can do from home with so many different mics and devices and right and i, I would say so you guys are playing my previous uh, little courage before this and the full bands for that were all recording in a boston studio so i kind of had that to go off of as like a reference like i must make my home studio sound as good as this sort of mm. thing so i i like to say mission accomplished but you know <laughs> it's up to the listener so with i mean you've how many albums have you if you put out what, what number is this one well, yeah, I have way too many to count. But if you want to say, like, I guess professional, this would be the third. And so three in the last uh, three or four years. So, yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything that, that you, you took from this particular album that you might uh, do differently in the next album? Or have you not even kind of got there yet? Or is there anything that you really kind of, like, you, you got really strong with that you'd be like, right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure this, this happens next time around? Um, yeah, I think, like, what I always like to say is, I mean, with the previous album having, you know, that studio, professional studio aspect, I always thought that, like, that full band sound, even though I loved it, it was almost, like, slightly cleaner than what I sound like live. Mm. So I feel like what I accomplished with my home studio, it's almost like the happy medium between what you get live and, like, you know, something that's maybe a little too overproduced or clean. Mm in the studio, so I, I like to think, like, my full band songs have, like, a certain, like, rawness that's, like, trying to capture that live sound, and then still, anytime I do a one-man band song, I record it just like we are now, like, in a live setting, and basically just uh, pick the best take, so to speak. So. Nathan, but, you, yeah, Nathan, you kind of nodded sagely there when uh, when Jacob said that he sounds uh, he sounds a lot rawer than on his, his, on his tracks. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's really how it should be, though. You know, they tame, they tame us for studio and live is where motion, sound, everything comes out. Yeah. Um, so have you been? I'm guessing you two have been recording in the same studio, and so you've been taking tracks from people who have been recording in their home studios, and then and then kind of, uh, you know, producing. Yeah. Your well, full record. Yeah, so it's basically, like I said, I had the drummer already recorded, and then the, yeah, the key player and the vocalist, they both, yeah, recorded in their separate studios and then sent me tracks. And, like, I think Nathan's probably came over, I don't know, half a dozen times. Yeah, three or four times. At least in the last year. And we actually have, like, enough material to do, like, a whole nother album. 
So it's like it's uh, I'm almost like I almost have a problem of like having too many songs. So it's almost like picking what's the best to release or sometimes in the recording process, you realize, you know, maybe the song just didn't turn out how you want or you're revamping something old and it didn't quite sound, you know, it didn't turn out like how you wanted to sound. So it just doesn't get released or put it on the shelf you know right <laughs> so. um nathan do you ever take some, any of the music you create with jacob and, and can incorporate it into your own music or is it kind of two entirely separate things it's kind of two entirely I'd separate say different things. world yeah I, I i love my technology on top of so i like to make technology sound organic mm. so he, this is how he carries i come in i've got midi gear and everything kind of talks to each other and i give you like almost live is almost like cd quality mm. and so i'm curious as how you two i mean being these are two very different kind of musical genres how did you two kind of uh, end up working together in the first place well i do have musical add though so i, I play like <laughs> well we anything could, and everything yeah well, we could actually say we both uh we both were solo acts booked at the uh, it's called the dixville notch in colebrook new hampshire this was uh 2018 yeah and so we both, like, you know, I watched his set, which was, like, he was playing to either a backing track and doing crazy lead guitar or creating loops on the spot. And then he watches, you know, my solo set, like a one-man band acoustic all at once. Definitely kind of different sides of the spectrum, but I think it was just, like, a good introduction. And then we didn't actually start playing together much. About a year. Yeah, a good year went by. And then when we started, it was just like... <laughs> yeah, it just took off. I, uh, everything just clicked. And like I said, we probably were playing at least two or three shows a month together as a duo. Yeah, and then, then we do one or two trio, big shows. Of, yeah, a trio, full band. And he's basically probably the musician I play the most with, like, with the rest of the band members. So, yeah. but... I mean, honestly, even though he does some kind of space rock, he could rip it on the blues, man. Like, I, I love my blues. He could rip but, the blues. Yeah. <laughs> so even though, and I, you know, I love that sort of stuff too. It just naturally, I don't create the sort of the same thing, and yeah. you might naturally don't create, you know, the same thing I do. So yeah, for sure. So. Um, well, we'd love to hear another song. Um, is this one from the new album as well? Yeah, actually, everything will be played tonight. Will be purposely from the from the new album, and I think. Last time I played everything from the old album, so maybe I'm doing things right. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, this is uh, kind of a farmer blues song of sorts. It's called Down in the Dirt. Don't defeat the purpose 
Gotta dig beneath the surface Yeah, they try to make it hard Try to make it work Say the land apart Driving you berserk Only true way to rejuvenate the earth Gotta dig down in the earth The farmers of the future They left for down and out Without a resolution In a permanent drought Tell me where you planted Nothing left organic Nothing on this planet I won't do your body damage Yeah, they try to make it hard Try to make it work Tear the limb apart Driving you berserk Only true way to rejuvenate the earth Gotta dig down in the earth Yeah So I've got to ask you, you're just putting that guitar away. It does have a giant hole in the front of it. So what's what's the story about this this guitar and this hole? Because your other guitar clearly costs a great deal of money and is very beautiful. So there, there's a juxtaposition here. Well, you know, funny enough, I got that used here in Burlington for $200. So oh, let's no not way. go crazy. That was uh, one of the traveling gods sent me something good. Um, this one actually... It didn't come with a pick guard like your most of your acoustics. Nor did it come with a hole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you see, I play with uh, finger picks, which yep. two of them are metal. So it's literally like you're like shaving it, you know, little by little. And you know, there's been some shows where it's so intense you can see like wood dust. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, it's like a little think, pile, like, uh, pile of shavings by your feet by the end of it. A little bit of blood every uh, once in a while. <laughs> with the exception of the last year. This was only developed like, I don't know, maybe like three years of 150 shows a year, just shaving that thing down, man. Oh, sorry. So this didn't, there was supposed to like some, some accident where you dropped it or, or got in a fit of very punch it one night. That's literally just yeah. shaved down by your finger picks. So you could say like two years ago, it was a smaller. Eventually it was like, there wasn't a hole, it was just like <laughs> the under layer of wood. And yeah. so yeah, just naturally, I actually have an old uh, black Ibanez that's even worse, like even bigger. 
Uh, is it? I mean, is it a little bit like how some people keep hold of their converse for for till they start <laughs> rotting off their feet? Are you, know, you are you gonna be are you gonna be playing this until it's until it's literally just the bones are left? I you know I don't know. It's more. It's actually the whole expand. But I think in a way it's probably projecting more sound. Yeah. So that way it's good. But honestly, you know, compared to my other acoustic, which I'm playing next, mm. I prefer the tone of this one. I mean, what can you say? You know. I mean, if you guitar got, sounds right. Yeah, I mean, if you got a good relationship with this guitar and you keep it going, <laughs> I guess <laughs> that is kind of like when people assume like almost something bad happened to him. I'm like, no, I just been playing it. You know? It's 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 but, it's been it's been worn down by love, you know, right? Not anger, and not a whole lot of people play with finger picks or I guess with metal ones or unless you're a banjo player. Um, yeah, well, thank you yes. for thank you the for letting me know about that one. of guitars. <laughs> well, you can't see it on the radio. It's, I did find it funny that you came in with three three guitars and, and one of them had a huge hole in it. Um, well, they all are different tuning, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely thought there was a story there, but I, I quite like the explanation. Um, so the new album's called No End in Sight. Um, so do you want to explain a little bit about the title? Obviously, this sounds a little bit like I wrote this in the middle of a pandemic and it's never going to end. Is yeah. that Was that the kind of intention behind the name? Well, so yeah, I guess you could say, you know, and no end in sight, what does that mean? Kind of like endless. But it also is saying like, you know, we can be limitless in whatever we choose. And if you actually look at the cover, um, everything that's behind me, like I had this really awesome guy. Uh, who did the comic, he did my comic book, so I also use images from the comic book and put them on the artwork. And so basically, everything behind me is kind of like negative images. And mm -hmm. there's actually, uh, at the bottom, there's a little uh, crow with the railroad crossing. That's kind of like a symbol of the crossroads. Mm -hmm. And then everything in front of me is like positive images. There's like a chain breaking the hate chain, like of hate. There's a heart symbol. Uh, there's like me playing the guitar, you know, music. And so it's kind of saying like, I guess like we, we're in some ways we're like way too extreme. You know, we can be limitless or endless in like way too negative or way too positive. And like the point is to kind of like recognize when you're being too much of either. And hopefully, obviously, you're being more positive. But um, I guess, yeah, it's just kind of saying like, May your creativity and positivity be endless or limitless, even though it's almost implying just hearing the term no end in sight almost sounds like a negative term. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like perspective, how you how you look at it. So Yeah, for sure. Is there a I mean your first your first song that you sang this evening, uh, when peace comes back around, um, that that sounded very political, very cultural, very current events. Yeah. It does does your music tend to have that kind of uh, social justice messaging to it, or is was this because of the the time that you wrote it? Um, I would say my music always contains some, you know, song of that nature. It's not like everything I put out, obviously, but um, yeah, I definitely have many songs that are like social injustices or similar to that last song, almost like environmental justice, mm -hmm. you know, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, when peace comes back around, specifically. Um, on the last time I had, I had a song called Break the Chain That Causes Hate. That ended up becoming a comic book. So the comic book has an EP, a CD, and Peace Comes Back Around is also on that. So basically the comic book is kind of like, a, or the CD for it, is giving you all those socially justice or injustice songs on one CD. So in similar, I actually put out a, 
another EP that was, uh, you know, had the down in the dirt, a farmer song. So a, a collection of songs that's for environmental justice. Mm-hmm. So I try to like stick to a theme, but like when I put out an album, it's definitely like pretty diverse overall, kind of like messages of all sorts, you know. Yeah. Not limited to just one thing, but, you know, I think it's also important to put out those type of songs, of course. So. For sure. And how much, um, so you, you, you worked for a solo artist for the longest time, being a, you know, one-month band. Um, you also were Jacob Green and Friends, um, and then you previously been Jacob Green and the, Gri- and the, and the Grit as well. Is that right? Yeah, it, well, and then I had a band River Water Tribe. Basically, um, I had like the, those the Grit and the River Water Tribe were my uh, Wisconsin-based bands. That's where I'm originally from. And for a long time, when I used to just, uh, I'd always make it a point to tour back there. So I'm like always kind of constantly reuniting with them. And then, uh, yeah, Jacob Green Friends. That was uh, I was living in California for two years. That was like kind of a result of people randomly jamming with my one-man band. And eventually, we had like a four or five-piece when we all got together sort of thing. So I guess um, you could say the solo or the one-man band has always kind of took precedence, but I'm, like, always open to collaborating and doing the band thing. And I mean, I love the sound of both, you know. I love the sound of something raw, acoustic and roots, and also full band, grooving, you know, face-melting stuff. Is that a good term? Or? How how much do you, the people you collaborate with, the, the kind of ad hoc bands you find yourself in um how much do they influence your music in terms of what you're writing and the themes that you're writing or is it or is it more of a, is this kind of a personal thing and then you you invite friends in to kind of share that with them i'd say it's definitely a mixture of both because sometimes i'll have a direction i want to go in a song and even if like everything else is recorded except for the guitar lead he might come in and do something that I never really thought of. And so it almost like just angles it in that direction more. And, you know, that can really be, you know, per musician. Because uh, I recorded with the violin player recently, too. And it's just like, you just take the song to a different place that I know. I didn't know it could go, you know, or initially didn't have it planned or something. But, um, yeah, I say, I'd definitely say it's a mixture of both. Like, I, I like to... At least, uh, well, if the musician has, like, his, he's standing his own ground and obviously has their own style to bring to the table, I'm definitely going to acknowledge it and be open to, be open and open to receive it into mm. my music, if that's, yes. But you're not a micromanager, you don't have, like, a vision and you need the people around you to realize that vision, you kind of, you are, you are open to things being adapted or tweaked or, and, and made yeah. into something you maybe didn't. Well, it, yes, and one thing I really love doing, I love putting out multiple versions of the same song. Like, mm. I put out a single of No Reason to Stop. The main one's, like, it almost reminds me of, like, a Doors, Almond Brothers. It's got an organ, funky blues thing. But then, I, the, you know, there's another version where uh, I'm doing this. It's this one-man band version, obviously acoustic and stomping. And then we did this almost, like, uh, punk blues version, same song. Oh. And he, he starts ripping these solos. It's like, honestly, like an Eddie Van Halen playing the blues. Like, so I personally, I love putting that out all as one. Like, you take your pick of which one you like. Like, maybe predominantly I like the funky Doors Almond Brothers blues one. But either way, you know, it's just, I guess, like, in the process, again, of recording it, you kind of figure out 
which one resonates with you the best. So right, um, and so versions. as you um, as you said uh, before, you've gone from doing like 150 shows a year, being full time musician is like you know your, your profession um, to to just a trickle. Um, it looks. It does look like the end now is in sight, potentially. Fingers crossed. Who knows? Um, I'm sure I've said this before, although not for many months. Um, so what's the plan for, for for you this summer going forward and, and pushing this, this record out? Have you kind of got the, all those shows kind of lined back up again? Um, I don't have a whole lot booked. There's, there's a few outdoor performances this summer, and I'm kind of like actually right around now is when a lot of places are getting back or confirming and whatnot. But at the same time, with doing the more recording angle, I'm almost, like, uh, intrigued to, like, kind of go in that direction more. Because I've actually, like, you know, obviously, thanks to you guys, but along with a lot of other radio stations, I've been, like, independently connecting with more stations, getting more airplay, kind of getting better at the social media aspect and whatnot. So, um who knows what the future holds, but I guess in a sense, you know, when you play as many shows as I used to, and it was almost like, it was always a consistency of working and staying booked. You almost, you end up playing some shows where you're, you're not always, not always there for the original music. You know, you're kind of in the corner sort of thing, but it's like, I guess in a, in like with all this time off, it's kind of giving me perspective to be like, you know, maybe I should work towards like playing those original shows where, whether it's people are paying a cover or they're just there because they love, your music as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, a bar show, like mm-hmm. playing cover sort of thing. Not that I have anything against that. It's just maybe in a sense I did one too many of those to mm-hmm. kind of rub you the wrong way a little. So I think that's where my focus is kind of shifting. And oddly enough, I think that's where I originally kind of wanted to be, you know, in, when, you, when I started all this like many years ago. So I guess yeah. it's getting back to that figure out you know i don't know the professional process and learning the industry too you know it's a whole nother learning this madness of music industry (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh it's it's multifaceted and many pitfalls there and but i'm glad that you've taken this time to kind of really realize what it is that you want to do as a musician so that's great yeah i'm grateful yeah to have the time well in a sense you know i mean it's i do miss working for sure but you know it's a good thing in some ways. So. Yeah, no, it definitely it, it definitely seems to have uh, given you perspective. It seems to have given a lot of musicians perspective. So I'm I'm really hopeful about what's going to come out this summer and fall and right. into next year because I think a lot of I think we're probably going to get blown away by the amount of creativity that has been like bottled up this yeah. past twelve months. Away. And I think people are going to be whatever shows there are, people are going to be that much excited to oh, hear yeah. them and see them and. Yeah, that's who knows. Yeah, I'm. I am so excited for the first crappy indie band that I see, <laughs> half drunk at the back of Nectars. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> first open mic, you know, right. amateur open mic. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be down at the front. I'll be screaming. It'll be. It was going to be great. Um, well, it's about all we got time for, but we do. We really love another song. Um, before you play that, though, uh, please plug all the things that you have out on the internet right now that people need to go to and listen to your music at? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, you can find everything at uh, jacobgreenmusic.com. And then, uh, of course, I guess I'm most active on Facebook, so Facebook slash Jacob Green Music. Uh, it's, you know, green like the color, no E at the end. 
Um, the YouTube channel is some crazy numbers, but you can find that through the <laughs> Jacob Green Music. And obviously, the Instagram slash Jacob Green Music. So, um, yeah, and I got I got a lot of cool merch right now, a lot of cool T-shirts and an awesome comic book. So, and a CD to sell if people have CD players in their car and whatnot. So. <laughs> And uh, Nathan, I can't let you go without plugging your your crazy space music, as, as Jacob called it. So uh, where, do, where do we go to find your music? Uh, you can find me right now uh, on bandcamp.com backslash Nathan Mashad. Um, Facebook as well. Uh, it's Nathan Mashad at Music Maker for Life. Don't bother with YouTube. I haven't really gone there yet. I'm a little <laughs> older. It's saturated. <laughs> right. And hopefully I'll be putting on another project under totally different different name here soon looking to get out planet nine shortly all right well once that gets released uh, give bob a shout and we'll we'll, we'll bring you on as your as, yeah. a, as a solo artist or if you do have a band that goes no, with you. i do it all myself yeah cool. you should yeah bring in his loop thing and his oh yeah his, his midi madness <laughs> i would love that so yeah oh, give, give, us a, give us a shout when that's uh, that's ready um, well, what song have you got to play us out this Should evening? Should we do one more? Yeah? Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to do one. This is dedicated to the local farmers. And uh, yeah, this one turned out really cool. It kind of has a southern rock feel to it. It's called Family of Farmers. Skin taken by cold 
corporations. I pray strength and patience, but time to come. Try to keep myself in pursuit. Try to get back to my roots of my family, where we all came from. As from a family of farmers, shared coppers and gardeners. Nathan show there with Family of Families. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. This thanks evening. for having us. Hey, thanks for having us. First show of the year. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I'm glad we are. I'm glad we, we are the first show of the year for you. Um, I hope you have many, many more this year. Thank you. Most definitely. And uh, Nathan, be sure to come back in once you've got uh, your, your next project out. That'd be great. Love it. Um, so Thanks. coming up next week, we got Troy Millette. Um, but for tonight, this has been 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I have been your host, Tom Proctor, and good night. <laughs>